admits they might know what they are talking about. I hope everyone has a ball. This is We Might Know Sports. I love you! With Kevin. I think it's going to work this time. And Corey. You should have started reeling because I bit all over that. <laughs> and that's just facts. Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. We like sports and we don't care who knows. No forget Jesus, people. That was a topic Corey might like. Um, I don't even know. You might like it, Corey. He just doesn't know. <laughs> Sounds like something a guy in a van would tell me. Don't tell me how upset I am. I was felt fine afterwards, and then Yahoo agreed with me, gave me the solid A+. Buckle up, buckaroo! I feel like I just destroyed like my life in general. Steep, steep. And here we go. All right, episode 172. Title of this one: When you're good, you're good. We'll get into the reason a little bit about that. I'm good as always. Joined by Corey. Uh, no, Stefan's not gonna just magically pop out of nowhere. He doesn't like to reply to our uh, our texts. Unless they're about NASCAR. Right? That was the only... <laughs> Pretty much. Anyway. Yeah, he did reply. Uh, I kind of figured with this new uh, start time that we sometimes have that he just doesn't... He can't fully commit. And then comes the weekend. Then he can't commit to those either. Anyway. Uh, I've been... Well, I don't even remember last time I talked to Corey. What? Well, it's about a month ago. Yeah. Let's find out exactly. So, last episode came out on April 11th. So, yeah, but a solid month. This this is uh, the doldrums of our podcast season because there isn't too much on the NFL front, although we will talk about, like, the, the draft coming up, uh, or not coming up, that just happened this past weekend or the weekend before. Mm-hmm. So, and then we occasionally will get UFC, and then, I mean... Yeah, we... I want to talk about the last card specifically, because it was a good one. Yeah. Uh, There's some upcoming one. fights that are interesting. I wanted to get your quick opinion on some of them. And we do have a card this weekend, but mm-hmm. I wasn't going to make any picks until I see, like, a final card, because I'm pretty sure <laughs> they're not doing four fights. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that. Other than that... I'm, yeah, been busy, family, yep. family. Uh, it's, like you said, we always slow down this time because we've always come up, tried, normally this is when Bragged Boys really gets going, so we need Stefan to come back so we can start <laughs> popping some of these out. I only have so many ideas, Stefan. Uh, <laughs> but it's also a nice time for us to kind of like regroup, refresh, realize how much we missed. I believe <laughs> now, to be fair, we did a podcast this day last year, but it was a two month break. But that was also because there was no sports for two months. So a yeah. little different. Sports are opening back up. I know the Mariners were running a cool deal where if you already had been vaccinated, you could get a ticket for $10. And you get it to sit in a special vaccination section and stuff like that. I think it's a lower well, I'm, tier. 
I know uh, Canelo Alvarez fought over the weekend at uh, the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, AT&T Stadium, and it is the third largest indoor audience in boxing history. They brought in 73,000 people, so that yeah. was a big deal. <laughs> Everything's open in Texas, so. Mm-hmm. Just go smart. I'm halfway vaccinated, so. When's your next one? May 22nd. I got the Moderna, so I had a wait. wait. Did uh, you get soreness with the first one? I got soreness and a mild fever. I felt drained, too. Now, to be fair, if you haven't gotten your vaccine, don't go out and drink uh, some wine afterwards. (laughs) I went a little too hard (laughs) with the wine. (laughs) Second one, that was a mistake. Yeah, so. Second one, I already have plans to do nothing. We're doing the wine tasting the day before. So, <laughs> get my shot at 10 a.m. on Saturday, and then we'll, we'll go from there. That's smart. Hydrate. I am excited about that because i actually get to see my family in 68 days we're going on vacation to cape cod because we'll nice. all be vaccinated so go back to the east first airplane ride since december 2019 for me it'll be almost a year and a half and i was going on airplane at least twice a year so it's weird yeah, I don't miss it. I hate flying. It's it's not. I don't mind the actual flight itself. No, no, no. no. Yeah, the exactly. Hoopla. I yeah. hate I hate waiting in the airport. I hate getting out onto the airplane. I hate everything about. It. I just want to be there. Like just get yeah. me. If I could have a private airplane, just hop, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest thing about. So I never got to good the good flying where you. Have someone next to you and everything. But now that there's three of us, we take up a whole row now. So don't have to worry about that anyway. So, But we do have an NFL schedule being released in two days. I had to check the date. I was like, what? So today is May 10th. Schedule comes out 8 o'clock Eastern, May 12th. We all know the first game of the year is going to be the super defending Super Bowl champs, except for NFL 100, where they, they did the Packers-Bears. So it's going to be the Buccaneers, and everyone's like, well, who are they going to play? Because their schedule, home schedule sucks this year. About the, what about the Patriots? Make it nice and interesting. They're not on their home schedule. So I don't think, I think that's a way game. Pretty sure. Hold on. Let's do a quick check. Otherwise, that'd be an easy home run. Let's do that. But uh, I typed in the wrong thing. (laughs) I typed in NFL schedule and not Tampa Bay opponents. So for home games, Cowboys, Giants, Bills, Dolphins, Saints, Falcons, Panthers and Bears. Mm. And everyone's pointing to the Bills. Because the only only thing that would be better for like the opening night 
is mm-hmm. um, Chiefs Bills <laughs> after that game. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of grudges held. I don't even know if the Bills Chiefs play this year. I do know the NFL has a tendency to love to put the Cowboys on prime time because they haven't been relevant in the last decade and a half. But with Dak back, maybe who knows? Yeah, I'm sure they'll get their fair share. I couldn't. Prime. I could see the Saints, but I couldn't see anyone else from the division. They always get stuck playing the Saints week one. So, James Winston versus his former team possibility, maybe. I mean, we know the NFL knows that the Steelers and the Cowboys have the number one fan bases. So, mm-hmm. anytime they can get one of them on prime time, they try. And the Bucks are becoming Vegas favorites because everyone's putting money on them for the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to jump right into that, rightfully so, right? Yeah, that's and hence the title. When you're good, you're good. Uh, and yeah. That's that's what their motto was during the draft. I think they they've re-signed every single starter. They've got Fournette mm-hmm. and Brown back as well. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. Fournette was already a starter but in the Super Bowl, but they brought back him on top of Ronald Jones. My big one uh, I was wondering is would they re-sign Antonio Brown? And now that they did that and Antonio gets a full year with Tom Brady, they're going to be <laughs> a really devastating duo and offense in general. Mm-hmm. I think I think one of the the hardest hit areas for Tampa was the linebacking staff. They didn't have a lot of depth there, and they mm-hmm. addressed that in the draft. They drafted three guys, including in the first round, they took uh, the kid out of Washington, who didn't play last year, but he's young, raw, but he doesn't have to start, so he's got time to develop. So, well, we wanted to talk about the draft, so let's jump into that too how do you feel about the kyle trask pick do you think it was smart to invest into the future i i wanted them to draft trask excuse me over uh the kid from stanford i thought he davis mill yeah he was i liked him better on film he's a little raw because he hasn't played that many games i think it was like 19 games in college and very limited in high school so uh and he's doing what he's doing so i i mean throw him (laughs) throw him on the bench let him see how tom brady operates and get himself a free ring like carson wentz um my only thing with trask was i think it's a tough evaluation because he did have Kadarius tony who you saw went decent in the draft and then I don't even have to mention the other guy, uh, Kyle Pitts. Pitts. Went fourth. <laughs> so he had really nice weapons. But um, he's but got still, he's, you need someone that had to deliver. And I do like that he's like a bigger quarterback. I always think, mm-hmm. though, I'm all with the stereotypical prototype, you know. Yeah. He's like a six, four and a half or six, five guy, big, strong. He is a pocket passer. Those tend to succeed. I like all that about him. He's. I mean, is he going to blow you away with his arm strength? No. no, but he makes good decisions and he's accurate with the ball. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what Tom Brady does, except Tom Brady does have extraordinary arm strength. But he's got he's got shiny toys too. You know, he's got Evans, mm-hmm. Godwin, Brown, and 
Well, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, when he when he takes over next year or the year after, I don't even I've lost count how many years Tom Brady's under contract for. So, I think it's two more years. If I, I'm under, I honestly believe unless a devastating injury happens, Tom Brady has been telling us all that he's going to play to 45, and he's not joking. And I'm just with it now. I believe him. Like, <laughs> we got four more years of Tom Brady, mm-hmm. or three more, whatever it is. And I think the biggest thing for Tampa was they just need someone that's not going to turn the ball over. We've seen what they can do with someone that turns the ball over, and then we've also seen what they can do with someone that doesn't turn the ball over. So it's kind of... And also a Florida kid. It's a safe pick. Fans know who he is. It's all about those jersey sales nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... Um... I guess having said that, I'll jump right into our draft or to the Bengals draft. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people were um, wondering what they were going to do at five. Uh, I would say like a week before just being looking up on what the insiders are saying, I had found out that Chase was the direction they were going to go. And people were asking me, was I okay with that? And my answer was yes, because I thought, honestly thought like oh we're gonna get jamar chase and then we're gonna get alex leatherwood in the second round at the top of the second and i'm totally okay with that but the raiders apparently decided to baffle everybody and take alex leatherwood number 18 overall which was a way reach but at the end of the day i'm not like everyone was bashing the raiders for that pick but i I do think Alex Leatherwood's really good and was going to end up being like a stud in the second round. The Raiders, I actually think, made a good decision, even though everyone thought that he was overdrafted. And so we got stuck with the guy, uh, Jackson Carmen out of Clemson, who I wasn't as thrilled with. Um, anybody who watched Ohio State Clemson this past year saw that Clemson had some offensive line issues. So Jackson Carmen isn't someone that I'm excited about. But the Jamar Chase... Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow duo will be cool. Um, I think immediately the Bengals have one of the best wide receiving cores in all of football, along with your Bucks. Obviously, Godwin, Evans, and Brown is top, top, top notch. Healthy. But, but <laughs> Chase, as long as he produces like we think he will, and Higgins and Boyd, I'm really happy with that. And I like that they brought on Thad Moss at tight end, who was also the LSU uh, tight end that Joe Burrow won with, uh, Randy Moss's kid. So it should be a fun Bengals offense as long as Joe Burrow can stand up. I think that's one of the biggest things you got to realize in the earlier rounds of the draft. As long as the team gets who like fills a necessary position, like I consider if you fill a position after round three. And it works out. I, I consider that a win. Like, uh, it, it's very hard to hit after round three, I think. I was very excited to see, like, Andre Sisko go at number one in the third but round. He was the top of the second round, correct? Third. Okay, but, top of the third. But still, he's got a ACL injuries coming off of. And it's just uh, very excited to see something like that. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about. I screenshotted this thankfully. Um, so, 
Tampa Bay finished the 2019 season at 7-9, drafted an offensive tackle at pick 13 overall, drafted a defensive back in his second round, in the second round, excuse me, who was named after his all-pro father and then proceeded to win the Super Bowl in their own stadium the following season. The Chargers in the 2020 season at Finished at 7-9, drafted offensive tackle at number 13 overall, drafted Asante Samuel Jr. in the second round, and the Super Bowl 56 will be held at SoFi Stadium. <laughs> if, yeah, if you want to look into the woods. With a lot of hype, which is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I know they lost a lot of close games, so I think a lot of people expect, expect the new coaching staff to get get wins out of those games yeah also they lost Eckler for a while mm-hmm. so if they healthy they could be a dominant offense they, um, i'll be curious they should have been be a, curious if herbert can repeat yeah that's my big question. that's Is the he thing really that good now with a season of film will other mm-hmm. teams start to figure him out the sophomore slump or I'm really a believer i'll go out and say like i don't think it was fake no. like i think him and joe burrow are truly like like everyone was like, oh wow, like these rookie quarterbacks can just come in and put up all these crazy stats. Like, why can't it be, oh wow, those two guys were like special? I think we just got to witness something special yeah. in one year. I don't expect it's... Trevor Lawrence and let's say Trey Lance to come in and put up those kind of numbers. I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna so be very just... unless unless Tim Tebow's got as a tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> I think we witnessed something special, and we shouldn't just think that that's the standard for all these rookies. I just think Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are truly special talents. Yeah, you put me, you tell me uh, last year at at this point that Herbert was going to have a like almost MVP like season if he started the whole season. And Mm -hmm. I would have laughed in your face because (laughs) and shattered every record. I mean, at the time. And Newton held the greatest rookie season we had ever seen. And if you told me Justin Herbert, who was much less heralded, is going to mm-hmm. come in and do those things and better, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah, I would have never thought a kid. That there was going to be a guy that only played nine games and was going to also do all that. Uh, I've... <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a kid from Oregon actually doing something in the NFL other than mm-hmm. just having hot. You had Herbert break the yardage record, the touchdown record, and then you had Joe Burrow break the 300-yard record for throwing the most 300-yard games. Mm-hmm. Both those quarterbacks hold those records. I just think we saw something special, personally. And I'm glad that the teams are like wise and drafting to protect as well, getting some help. Mm-hmm. I think... Yeah, I think- thought... Um, What's his name? I really wanted Rashawn Slater, even at five. Mm-hmm. I thought the Chargers, him dropping all the way to them, was amazing that they were able to get him. Um, I know the Bengals went and they got Riley Reef in the offseason, so they probably didn't think of it as such a huge need because they addressed it in free agency. But I was happy in the second round that they did double back and address it again, just in case. I think the most fitting draft pick fell to new england at 15 with mac jones Uh, Mm -hmm. we spent all this time comparing how mac jones looks like a a tom brady in the draft prep and then 
Oh, look at that. He's available for us at 15. We didn't even have to trade up for him. Okay, sure. So on the flip side, do we agree that for everything that San Francisco had to give up, that Trey Lance was the correct pick? I don't think they needed to draft Trey Lance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th I thought it was a bad uh, deal. I knew they were going after quarterback, but you just invested so much money in Garoppolo because he gets hurt one season. You're throwing in the towel. I'm not a, a Garoppolo fan, mind you, but I still think it's way too early to well, sit two, there. That's two the problem. Like, So he's been hurt two seasons, and those two seasons yeah. they went 6-10. But to be fair, the one season he was healthy, they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So if Garoppolo stays healthy, why don't that's, you? that's my problem. What if Garoppolo stays healthy this year, and they're like 6-2 and two or 7-1 and one at the halfway mark? Are you going to really bench Garoppolo and throw in Trey Lance? Mm -hmm. I, I don't get what uh, you basically wasted a third pick on that because Trey Lance will not play if Garoppolo plays that well. When's the last time we've had quarterbacks one, two, three? I don't know because it wasn't last year. We had Burrow Chase Young. Right. Well, you look that up. Give me one second. All right. <laughs> NFL draft three QBs in a row. Jeez. Think ooh it is. Yeah, so it looks like it was nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine? Yeah. You should know this draft very well. We had Tim Couch at number one with the Browns, Donovan McNabb with the Eagles, and yeah. Akili Smith with the Bengals for number three. One of the biggest busts of all time. <laughs> so, you want to know an interesting fact? Speaking of Trey Lance, since, well, in the past 21 years, we'll go back to 2000, any quarterback drafted in the top five has never sat out the entire his entire first season. So they haven't they every quarterback has played at least one game except one. And that would be Carson Palmer, <laughs> who fully sat out his entire first season. So to everyone saying, oh Trey Lance, if Jimmy does play well, won't play, the likelihood is very small. Especially if Garoppolo stays healthy. Yeah, and basically just nowadays when you spend that when you invest that highly, you're gonna put that person out there nowadays. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um there's a couple other picks that I really liked. Like I thought um Carolina uh had a really good draft. 
Um, they got Terrace Marshall Jr. in the second round. I thought that was an awesome pick. He's another LSU receiver. Um, a lot of people don't know that he was the number one player coming out of high school. But imagine being the number one player coming out of high school and you go onto a team that has Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to shine there, but he's super talented. And I just think Carolina got a steal uh, with that pick, and he could really uh, do well with Sam Darnold. They could build a chemistry early. Um, that was one I really – I liked the Andre Sisko pick, too, that you mentioned earlier. I thought that was a great pick. Yeah. Um, For – Jacksonville, they they definitely hit on their early draft picks. Mm-hmm. I think uh, compared to teams like Oakland, it's like who, what, why? <laughs> like so. Everyone, another pick. Everyone knows how I feel about Andy Dahl, and I just don't think he's a franchise quarterback. So I actually thought that the Bears made a really good move moving <laughs> up to Justin Fields when they could, and I think in camp and everything, even though they keep saying Dalton's QB one fields will quickly impress and move past Andy Dalton fields, Dalton and Foles. Yeah. I don't think it'll be too much comp. I think fields will show out against those two. My only fear for fields is I think a lot of the people don't know that Trubisky has a winning record. And what is Trubisky? A really good athlete, but he's a little bit inaccurate. And I think Justin Fields has really similar traits. They <laughs> yeah. may have just drafted the same player, and they don't know it yet. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sold on any quarterback coming out of Ohio State, but I'm not. I mean, I was wrong about Herbert last year. So yeah, I know. I agree. I feel the same way. I've been anti Justin Fields and anti Zach Wilson, and I just. No, one of them. I don't think both of them, but one of them is going to burn me and prove me wrong. <laughs> um, I Here's a question. Uh, do you think Mac Jones even plays this year? He's not in the top five, so him sitting out is totally possible. Do you think if Cam Newton has a good year, he sits the whole year? If the Patriots are out of playoff contention, I could see it. Because yeah. Cam's only got one year on his contract. If they're in playoff contention, Cam's doing all right. I could see him coming in, maybe. But I don't see Belichick pulling the trigger unless he absolutely has to. Yeah, I think Belichick's love of Cam Newton for now is true and legit. I think he really does like Cam. Um, so I'll be curious how that goes this year. The other one that I was really interested in is I know everyone's been hard on Tua, but like I just said, did Tua have a fair shake when you had Herbert and Burrow in your draft class? Like, yeah. was Tua really that bad? He just wasn't that, and I think that's okay. I didn't. I didn't think he was bad though because he. I didn't, didn't either. Like... That's what I mean. He really wasn't bad. He just wasn't Herbert or Burrow, and that's fine. He but he looked like a. Someone that got hurt mid-season in college and hadn't played for a year, so. Yeah. Um, he had games where he went had a shootout with Patrick Mahomes and almost won that game. Mm-hmm. I think that was a great game. Um, so, them getting Jalen Waddle, which is also interesting to me. I didn't want to say anything to Stefan, but I do think it's interesting that Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle were available, and they have two on their team who obviously gave them input. And they chose Waddle over him. 
And I also thought it was interesting in the college season before Waddle went down, Waddle was clearly the better receiver. Mm-hmm. And Devonta Smith, after Waddle went down, went on to have his Heisman campaign. So I guess I say that to say first, I think Miami got a good pick and a good player. He reminds me a lot of Steve Smith. And secondly, I think I think the Eagles are going to swing and miss again on a wide receiver. <laughs> you think? I think Smith might do fine. I just... Don't you think he's very Deshaun Jackson-esque with his slim frame, his, yeah. his amazing speed? I think, and I, you consider Deshaun Jackson worth a 10th pick in a draft? I personally don't. Uh, early on in his career, I do. You do? Yeah. He didn't, Jackson didn't start to struggle until he started towards the end the of his, yeah. yeah. So I, for the first couple of years, for First, for his rookie contract, uh, I'm fine with the pick. Uh, we'll see if it actually comes true. Uh, the Eagles, I think, have a lot of other issues to address before. Or, but, I mean, they did need receivers. They needed receiver, but also Carson Wentz taking 50 sacks last year, leading the NFL. Uh, they have major offensive line issues. Mm-hmm. Major. They're holier than Swiss cheese. Um, yeah. They're and- lucky Jalen Hurts is as mobile as he is. And I don't even know if, let's say, Jalen Hurts struggles this year. Is that a fair assessment of Jalen Hurts if they don't address this line? I don't think so. I, I, don't, either. I don't think it's anything to do with Jalen Hurts um, because we saw, I think we we saw this the year before too where, even Foles, who had had that amazing playoff run and came in for once, who was always getting hurt because he was getting sacked so many times. <laughs> like, I think, I think we've already talked about this, but honestly, I think Wentz will flourish in Indianapolis because he's going to have a pocket that he can stand he's behind. have arguably the second or third bust. I, well, let's just make it real clear. He has a top five offensive line in football. Mm-hmm where you want to place it, whatever. Um, and he has he has better weapons. They aren't great in Indy. Uh, Paris Campbell gets hurt all the time. T.Y. Hilton gets hurt all the time. Um, who's the other one I'm missing? Zach Pascal gets hurt. But they're all better than what Philly had. Yeah. I mean, so that, they made Phillip Rivers look young again, which yeah. was something and you didn't see with this. Which Philly lacked. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders had spurts last season, but he wasn't what he was two years ago. And Jonathan Taylor, I think all of us thought was the real deal coming in. I mean, you have two college seasons where you get over 2,000 rushing yards. Yeah, you're the real deal. So uh, he'll have that to lean back on. He won't have to take as much punishment. And obviously the Frank Reich connection. Yeah. Um Anything else you want to talk about NFL-wise? Well, do we want to talk oh, about the big story? Talk... What about uh, Aaron Rodgers? What do we think's going on? Uh... Do you think he's really scared of your team? Like, knows that he can't beat the Bucks with his current roster? Oh, I don't think he's scared. Out? I just think he is just holding a grudge from last season. Mm-hmm. He He's known for holding his grudge. And I feel like 
the fact that he won MVP last year was just basically his big F you. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I don't, well, don't you think he gave the team another big F you when he announced that I'm not going to play for you right before the draft? <laughs> uh, a little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, well, let's wait and see what exactly happens. Because uh, we're not going to know anything until June 1st. June 1st, I believe, if the Packers trade him, uh, they get like $60 million in cap space. So... So let's talk a little what if then. The big rumor, maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't, is Aaron Rodgers being traded straight up for Baker Mayfield. Do Cleveland Mm. become immediate contenders if that were to happen? No, because it's Cleveland. (laughs) A lot of people have said that. Uh, That's a common argument. Um, If if Rodgers thinks Green Bay is dysfunctional and messed up, imagine what he's going to think when he ends up in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, he, he'll probably retire or something if that happens. Like, okay, you can trade me, but I'm retired. So, I know um, you th- have talked, and I'm pretty sure you're on the same page, that we both like Denver's weapons. Uh, I do think if he ends up in Denver, that is a scary team. I think everything on Denver is really good except their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Another one that if – if I saw this trade as like one of the possibilities, uh, Washington trading away <laughs> Fitzpatrick and a couple first round picks in the future. I mean, they're a team, they made the playoffs last year by the skin of their teeth, but they also were the only ones to really challenge the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. So imagine putting Aaron Rodgers with Taylor with Taylor Heineke, by the way, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> with their third string quarterback. Uh, but now imagine putting the reigning NFL MVP mm-hmm. on that team. Like they, we already know they have the defense. It's the offense. What I was going to say what it was though is like I guess because I remember last year I was talking all this trash to you about how I felt about defense, and I still feel that way. But I guess the big surprise to me with Tampa's run is Tampa's defense was almost, if not as good as Washington's. And that is what led them to the Super Bowl, I believe. Because I felt like, I don't know how you felt, that they just blitzed Kansas City. Like, Kansas City hadn't even seen anything. Yeah, Uh, and that's Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles' style is the blitz 50% of the time. So, Mm -hmm. And... Not to recap why Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl is because they played Kansas City in the the f- regular season. Like mm-hmm. I think it was Thanksgiving weekend they played them, and they could see like they had one bad quarter, which lost them the game, which is totally fine. But they learned <laughs> that mm-hmm. they they can't leave Tyree Hill in single coverage and expect to blitz them like they were, and they yeah, backed off the blitz. Yeah, like, like you said, not to rehash it, but Todd Bowles' adjustment did seem to just be let's uh, put one deep on Tyreek, don't let him get that breakaway touchdown, and I don't care if Travis Kelsey beats us. Mm-hmm. And they allowed Travis Kelsey to get 100 yards, but it didn't matter. Yeah, they, he knew that they had quick enough linebackers to keep up with yeah. him. So. Yeah. But Yeah, that's... The Washington's an interesting team just in general. Like, Mm -hmm. I know the Vegas odds came out, and they have Dallas as the favorite to win the division. But does anybody have any faith in Dallas's defense? I don't. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't, and I love Dak Prescott. And yes, mm-hmm. I think he can put up thirty points a game. You but can, I think the defense you can put up forty points a game, and they were still right. losing games last right. year. Right. I mean, like, I think that defense allows thirty-two, so that's a loss every game if that's all you can put up. Oh, I'm just excited for football again. Yeah, me too. Actually, what I'm really excited about, I guess I'll end on this note with the NFL, is besides Tom Brady, I think we're finally having like a change at the quarterback positions, and I'm liking like the new talent that we've been talking about so far. Like We have the Baker Mayfields, Lamar Jacksons, Josh Allens, Herberts, Burroughs, and no longer do we have Drew Brees or Phillip Rivers or Ben's 39. I mean, this is probably his last hurrah. Uh, I'm Rogers, surprised he didn't up, retire this year. Jesus. Right. Rogers up in the air. We don't know what he's doing. So, like, finally, we're getting a changing of the guard. Besides the goat. <laughs> Except for the guy that could retire and go yeah. down as goat. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about the, the schedule more. We already know who every team's playing, but I think mm-hmm. we'll we'll probably discuss more or less. Game which... 17 is the most interesting to me because we don't know what that'll be, right? We do. Tampa's oh. playing uh, the Colts. Okay. Uh, everyone... I think uh, the NFC teams are playing uh, their AFC because it's an AFC team. The NF for AFC versus NFC, I believe, is mm-hmm. how that's working out for that extra game, whatever co- division they're not playing in, and it's going to be in the AFC. And then next year, it's going to be in the NFC for oh, a home okay. game. Is how they're doing that. I believe. Oh, I just closed out, of course. I think it's the AFC West again for Tampa next year. But they play the Bengals in 2022, uh, I believe. Just saying. Mm. Eagles this year. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. Mark. Evil, evil laugh. Uh, <laughs> I only. That's not. I only laugh just because. It's probably going to be the only year, especially depending on when I lay the idea for a bet down for Stefan. If I if it's a late season game and I go, hey, you want to put something? On? I feel like he'll be like, nah, I'm good like, this year. <laughs> but uh, other than that, there's one one uh, one someone I think on ESPN says Tampa Bay is going to go undefeated. I was like, whoa, let's pump the brakes. Like, they weren't the greatest team. But, well, um... well, because I'm sure you heard Brady's comment. They they asked him if he was, I mean, why keep playing? You have nothing left to accomplish. And he goes, well, I haven't gone undefeated yet. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. that, and smiled. That's true. So it was like, okay, wait, is Tom letting us all know <laughs> what his goal is this year? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was... Another comment I saw, Woody trade two rings for that 19-0 and season in uh, 2007, and he said absolutely yeah. or something like that. Yeah, so, he really wants to go undefeated. So, well, I mean, how many losses well, they re- did they have? <laughs> I'll be curious to see what your preseason uh, standings are. 11-5 and five last year, so. And that's what I said they would be last year. They had the early season loss. All right, all right. No. Mm-hmm. Why is the schedule weird? Oh, there it is. They, they had that weird loss to the Bears. 
and it wasn't even weird. They lost a point to a playoff team. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, they, and then they lost. Yeah, they got smoked by the Saints. And oh. then they got no. They smoked Green Bay, right? Or was it the other way around? Oh, they smoked Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah, they smoked Green Bay. Thirty-eight yeah. ten. Yeah. Then, okay. It was it was eerily similar similar in the uh, championship did, game. Did they lose both games to the Saints? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so that's two, Chicago, they lost to the Rams. That's four. And then they lost to the Chiefs. Okay. okay. All playoff teams. Yeah. Um, and then coincidentally, history was made, and uh, they beat the Saints. <laughs> and they beat the Chiefs, uh, two of the teams. They, they, they sent, sent Drew Brees into retirement. Yeah. Well, I mean... He was, he was half out anyway, I think. He struggled all year anyways. I mean, he was not himself. He's so. always injured. Yeah. It was his time. Uh, on to fighting. Did you want to talk boxing first? Did you? Are we talking? No, about, we can do this UFC we're, card. We're, we're not really, going to talk about the trash that happened down in Miami? No. Oh, you want to talk quickly about that? I, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> The gotcha, the gotcha hat moment. Now it's a meme, and now there's Jake Paul merch. If you guys are interested, um, are you gonna watch? I'm. I don't have much interest in Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather, but I feel like Jake Paul and Floyd have done a good job to sell that fight. And I always said that this Logan Paul fight was simply to set that up. <laughs> I feel like Floyd is because he hasn't been in the ring in a while is just simply took Logan who has no kind of boxing experience, nothing compared to Jake um, to like knock off the ring rust, but still collect a decent paycheck. And then the Jake, the Jake Paul one will be the big money one that they'll be able to sell and get like 2 million pay-per-view buys, which should never be that high. But if Jake Paul just got 1.5 with Ben Askren, then he'll get two with Floyd Mayweather. Maybe yeah. more, which is just wild to me. Yeah. So um, I do think they're marketing it well. Do I think it was all staged? I did to a point. I thought like them coming face to face was all staged. Mm-hmm. Logan said that it definitely was because Floyd's people, right when Jake went up to Floyd, surrounded him. Mm-hmm. So he had three bodyguards on him so he couldn't get involved. And then... Uh, Floyd always, for people who don't know, Floyd always runs with 12 deep security. So you had nine people around him and Jake. And I think they were waiting for something to happen. And then when he grabbed the hat, I don't think that was expected. But when he did, they're like, all right, let's jump him. They yeah. took him to the ground. Saw Jake's, Jake Paul's face. I don't think it was a punch. I'm pretty sure he got smashed into the pavement and it messed up his face. Um, Not the Floyd money maker. did throw a punch on video and connected to the back of Jake Paul's head, but I think that was in constant. Jake Paul matter. or Logan Paul? Jake. Hmm. Uh, what the big tussle and brawl was with Jake. Logan was held. The person who he's actually fighting was held against the wall by the other three security guards, so he couldn't get involved. And that's what he said. He knew it was all a setup when he saw that happening beforehand. Hmm. Uh, so, but I do think Floyd's like anger and everything was real i don't think he likes being embarrassed or people touching him yeah it's taking uh, his so stuff i think that was a real and i, th- I, I think, think we've seen that at the uh mcgregor yeah. press conferences so. yeah 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 
Um, the one thing I thought was interesting is you see the talent of McGregor and his trash talking because Logan Paul has been trying to trash talk with Floyd, mm -hmm. but either Floyd learned from Connor or just Logan sucks at it. But Floyd has gotten the better of him in the press conferences lately. Uh, Logan mentioned, uh, dude, do you think you can beat me? When's, do you even know the last person you knocked out? And Floyd goes, it doesn't matter. I know I'm going to knock your ass out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just love how easy uh, it is to get under Mayweather's skin sometimes. Like, I think my favorite ultimate trash talk came from 50 Cent. Like, I'll donate. I, I forgot what he said. I can't even say half of the stuff he said, but it was like, read one chapter of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, read some Dr. Seuss. <laughs> and then Floyd came back, I don't need to, I got a million dollars and threw the doesn't I don't need to, I can read what a paycheck says or yeah, something like that. Some stupid thing. But uh yeah. Um other than that, I like say before we get off that, like everyone, like the boxing purists, and I know you know I'm consider myself one of those mm. are really upset with everything that jake paul's doing but i do like like a, a million and a half pay-per-view guys for mm. a boxing event that hasn't happened since prime pacquiao and floyd like i love that he's bringing attention to the sport and i don't necessarily like him and his main events but i do like that on the last fight on the undercard he had Regis, Regis Progress, who is a fighter most people don't know, but he's probably the best 140-pound boxer in the world. And he put him on the undercard, and he fought, like, a real fight, a big fight. And I think, like, putting real boxers on the undercard like that to, sh to give attention to the sport is awesome. Like, 1.5 million people saw Regis Progress. He's never had that kind of attention in his life. So I think that's awesome. And I hope that if Floyd and Jake fight, they do that for some fighters. It's I like, think that's that's great. I love that. I mean, at this point, it's like boxing. Come on, like you got to do something because you got Fury Joshua. That seems like it's never going to happen. I mean, you got mm -hmm. you can only blame COVID for so long before like I get you. I can only, and honestly, this one because I've always been pro Joshua. If this fight doesn't happen, it's Joshua's fault. Fury's been saying, just sign it, just sign it. I don't care. Sign it. Whatever he asked, just sign it. And now it's still being stalled. So something's wrong on Joshua's side. Yeah. But, yeah. We'll see. I believe uh, it is a UFC fight week for pay-per-view-wise. Uh, card falling apart. I believe this is the fight card that was affected by someone that sat there and tried to sue the UFC for head damage or something like that. So he, mm -hmm. he got cut because <laughs> mm -hmm. they're not going to let you fight if you're already saying you're having issues with CTE and stuff. So they had no problem because uh, uh, I think he was supposed to fight Cowboy. Yeah. Uh, and Cowboy just coming off a unfortunate loss this week. So... The, uh, so you want to talk about this card coming up? Uh, let's, uh, well, you want to talk about 261 so we can do that. Uh, at least the main event, the three main fights. Uh, like the way Shevchenko dominated Jessica Andrade, I was impressed. Um, I had picked her 
to get a decision. I really didn't think she'd get Jessica out of there so quickly. Uh, you believed in the KO. Yeah. I that, didn't think it was going to happen so soon, though. That was my yeah. big thing. Uh, she looked really good and explosive and reminded me how she was able to go the distance with Nunez, which is insane to think about the weight Split differential. Split decision, too. Yeah. Um, those two definitely are quite arguably the two greatest female fighters to ever live. But then on the flip side, we go to the next fight. Rose let everyone know that how what her talent really is when healthy and everything's together. Uh, what she did to Wei Li... If you look back at what Joanna and Whaley did, and then Rose was just able to get her out of there with one strike, that was amazing. Ruined my card. <laughs> still, still mad about that, huh? <laughs> I was more in shock. I couldn't. I really didn't expect that. I mean, only Stefan did, and did he really? Because we never know what he's thinking. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think he just went against the grain there. Yeah. Um, I will, I will say, uh, I texted Ben cause I had been doing something with him earlier in the day and, mm -hmm. and I was like, are you watching this after the Weidman fight? And he, he goes, no, I was like, all right, I'm not going to mention anything. Then. Mm -hmm. Um, the interesting history, you know, I didn't put the two together that it was yeah. him, him and Silva when Silva did that. And I remember watching that one live. Oh, gosh. Uh, and then seeing another one this time. So Uriah Hall in five years, this is going to happen to you unless you retire and stop the madness. Uh, the gross, the one that I made me cringe on this one is when it happened to Silva, like he immediately reached for his leg and goes down because I watched the two differences yeah. just to get back. This one, I oh. don't know if Weidman's adrenaline or what was going on. Like, I don't know if his body just went into a immediate shock, but the fact that he did it and didn't even notice and then went to sit plant on it yep. just made it all so much cringier and harder to watch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just seeing the replay and just yeah. seeing him go. Slice in his leg where the mm -hmm. bone poked through. I was like, oh, man, like, I can't <laughs> believe that. Just for just the realization of oh shit I can't put weight on that <laughs> just like yeah my leg feels like it's gone like mm -hmm. oh my god yeah um I and then the main event dude I don't really know what else to say about Usman other than he's really creeping up on Saint Pierre as being the greatest welterweight ever uh, I had picked him you and I both believed in him we both thought it would be the same outcome. I think we believed in Masvidal's durability because mm -hmm. he'd never been knocked out before, so why wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, and then what he did was super impressive. Mm -hmm. The way he's planning down now on his strikes and really going for KOs. Like, before I... Everyone was like, oh, how could you think Usman is boring? Well, I honestly did before because he just wrestled a lot. Yeah. And crap. Even but now that he's added striking oh my god he's even masvidal thought he was gonna do more wrestling yeah. he said so in the post interview and yeah i mean i had no reason to expect otherwise and then but what he did to burns i was like okay that's pretty cool that was flukish though and then mm -hmm. now that he did it to masvidal too it's not a fluke uzman striking is legit now and now i don't know who can beat him 
There's uh, no reason to run back a trilogy. I don't need to see Masvidal Usman a third time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, the and first what one... do we really think can beat him? Like Nate Diaz, uh, Leon Edwards that got postponed. Do we think the winner of that can even compare to Usman? No. No. So everyone's saying Usman Covington, right? Colby, that's who everyone's calling for. Didn't we already see that, though? Yeah. But Covington gave him a good fight, so I guess they just want to see it again. Uh, I uh, looked up at the wrong rankings, and I found the pound for pound, and John Jones is number two, even though he hasn't fought in over a year. Mm-hmm. And that's him going down one to Usman. Oh, they have Usman number one. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what are we looking for? Welterweight. Uh, Douglas Lima. But he's a uh, Bellator. Mm-hmm. Leon Edwards. Right. He fights, I think, on the next pay-per-view. I don't even know, honestly, if Leon Edwards can get past me. Yeah, everyone else is either in a different fight league or we've already seen. Mm-hmm. So. I, I, I think Nate and Usman would sell. So I think the UFC would probably pull for Nate to beat Edwards. Uh, Edwards Usman is probably a tougher match for Usman, but I think Nate is all wrong for Edwards. Just how you know styles make fights. I just think that's how it plays out. So uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I will say I'm sad to see uh, what's his face. Ah, oh, my boy. Ah, oh, is it plugged in? Hold on. Let me. I got. I got it. Hold on. Wrong. Your boy would not be Diego Sanchez crying on the camera. Not Diego Sanchez. <laughs> Hold on. There we go. See you soon, boy. Yoel Romero, his fight versus, uh, who was it in Bellator? Got, uh, got the old heave-ho because of his eye. Failed mm-hmm. p- preliminary... Uh, physicals, so I think it's safe to say his fighting career is officially done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fifty-year-old, fifty-year-old Cuban can uh, officially retire. Uh, no, uh, I mean, I'm sad. I wanted to see it happen. I, I, just because I wanted to see him go out with like a win somewhere, because mm-hmm. arguably. Could have been champion if he had made weight for versus what's his face? Was it? Uh... So what do you think of the? Um, speaking of your boys, I know you and uh, Stefan are high on this guy. What do you guys feel about the John Jones and Ganu situation? Just pay the guy, Jesus! Make it happen. Everyone wants to see it. <laughs> Ten million dollars. Take out your your stocks. Sell some more stocks. I heard, so I heard, you know, some people saying uh, that he doesn't deserve the 10 million or whatever, and that no one has gotten paid 10 million. And then Ariel Holwani came out because he is like basically the UFC insider. 
So that's not true, actually. There's been three fighters who have gotten paid more than that, but I'm not going to disclose what they got paid. It's not my job. But there has been three that have gotten paid more than that. And he didn't think that that was so unreasonable that the UFC should give up that money for that fight. I found that interesting. I would, I didn't know that there had been three fighters. I can only guess who they are uh, that have gotten paid more than that. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm looking up UFC highest UFC pay-per-view buys. And Honor eight is number one. Let's see here. And that would be two of my three guys who I think got paid more than that. Connor Nate is not number one. Oh. Connor is someone else? Come on. You should know this. Really? Yes. That's an easy one? Yes. You're going to hate yourself. Khabib versus Connor. Oh, Khabib, Connor. Um, but... Well, there you go. Isn't that probably your three guys that have gotten paid more than $10 million? Uh, Nate, Khabib, and Connor? I don't think Khabib or Nate got paid. Maybe Connor. Brock. It has to be one of them. But it has to be someone newer because there's more money involved now. I think Brock got paid like for 200 Matthew. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm honestly surprised. I could have sworn that John Jones versus uh, what's his face, Daniel Cormier, mm. mm-hmm. was one of the higher ones. Speaking of Daniel Cormier, he could be one that demanded that kind of money, and that's why Ariel would know because him and DC are so tight. I don't think he did though. It just depends on how you rate. I really think Khabib and Connor did end up making that kind of money. I don't know who the third would be. I want to say maybe like a Ronda Rousey in her prime. Uh, something like that commanded that kind of money. Could be a Nate, though. I could be I could be right. And it might be those three. Ah. Uh. So much to go through, Jesus. Um, but I mean, honestly, other than Connor, the other mm-hmm. higher selling ones have contained John Jones, and mm-hmm. he hasn't really lost. He's got one no contest and a DQ to his record, and you've got your young up and coming Nganu. I don't, no, not not young, but up and coming for sure. For the heavyweight division, he's young. I mean, <laughs> is he in his thirties? Yeah, that's young for the heavyweights. <laughs> don't you remember us when we first started picking him, and they were like forty-two and forty-three? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still got like ten years of CTEs coming his way. <laughs> um, but I mean, how could you not have the up and coming guy versus the the one of the greatest of all time fighters. So my problem is this. Or maybe it's not a problem because maybe he just rides off into the sunset. But if John Jones wins and then the heavyweight strap is given to him, 
I don't feel like John Jones has any reason to fight anybody else in the heavyweight division. I think you might take like a Derek Lewis or something. You do? Like, why would he want that fight though? That's not even a legacy building fight. It just to uh, defend the belt, so you, you don't. Have... would be a legacy building fight, I guess. Yeah. But I. But watch Miocic get his belt right back. <laughs> My thing with that fight is I don't see it going Miocic's way just because of Jones's length. I feel like and Miocic's. More... I mean, Miocic was supposedly the better wrestler than Ngannou, and it didn't go that way. So I, I would say the wrestling between Miocic and Jones would be interesting if they were on the ground. Mm. That's what I think is the most curious. Uh, aspect to the Nganu fight with John Jones is uh, Miocic admitted since the fight that there was a few different instances where he had Francis and he made the wrong move and I believe that John Jones is one of if not I thought DC was the best wrestler but John Jones is right there is one of if not the best wrestler and he won't make those mistakes so what happens if John can muscle Francis to the ground is Francis fucked like we haven't seen if Francis did anything with his re- with his wrestling or his grappling. We don't know. Yeah, we saw that he uh, definitely improved on his takedown defense. It's amazing now. But uh, if he does get to the ground, we don't know what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, at this point, it's just one of those like, well, what if type questions because I don't see it happening until December now. Hmm. If, if at all, uh, for some reason, UFC just doesn't want to give up their money. They're, <laughs> they're like fast food restaurants and minimum wage. That's just like, don't <laughs> go together too well. We'll just replace you with the robots. Um, but I mean, at this point, what's 10 million to the UFC? I mean, they're making money no matter what, even, not counting pay-per-view buys through ESPN, they get paid regardless. Mm-hmm. I don't know about how much they make off of each pay-per-view, but they just raised it to seventy dollars a pay-per-view, so they got to get something out of it on top of the the contract. Have At this point, just get rid of the pay-per-view. I'll watch do it. Think, <laughs> do you think uh, this is off topic of what we're talking about, but I just is sticking with me. Do you think Usman is really the pound for pound best fighter in the world? I asked that and I'll preface, I guess I'll preface with who I think is. Do we really think Usman is more dominant and more pound for pound worthy than Amanda Nunes? Uh, I don't know if it was male, female. Oh. Hold on. Yeah, there's no email. Because, I I mean, I agree that it's Jones, Usman, and Nunes, but if I had to rank them, I'd probably go Nunes, Jones, Usman. Yeah, they separated it, men and women. So you got Nunes, Shevchenko, Chris Cyborg. Yeah, and that's fair. With Rose coming in at fourth. Yeah. Ioannis creeped up to sixth. Um, Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. 
Hmm. Yeah, I just think Nunez, the way she's just made all the other girls look inferior. At least Gilbert Burns was competitive in the first round with Usman. Like, we've seen Usman in some wars. Lately, I feel like the last five fights of Nunez haven't even been close. Has Nunez caught up to uh, Rousey syndrome, basically, where it's not even exciting to watch her fights anymore? Yeah, pretty much. It's almost like now to watch it you have to just appreciate the greatness because it's probably not gonna you know it is gonna go away Mm -hmm. at some point so we just gotta appreciate when it's happening but it is kind of (laughs) boring she's not in a fight with anybody yeah i mean at this point is it almost worth revisiting the and having the third fight between shevchenko and nunes i would love it I would love it because uh, uh, I feel like Shevchenko has improved since then, but so has Amanda Nunes' striking. So, uh, I, but I still would love it. Not to mention, arguably, like I thought she won the second fight. It came and, down and to the judges. Yeah, there was and, quite a few people who did. So, so at this point, I'm trying to figure out what happened in the first one. I can't remember. But didn't Shevchenko say she was never going to move up again? Maybe. Which I don't think Amanda will ever come down either. So I don't think she can come down to 125. Yeah, that's what I mean. I just think it's it'd be all talk. Yeah. So where is it? So uh, the first fight was decision unanimous, and that was in the McGregor Diaz. That was the fight before the belt. Then she fought Tate for the belt, won it. Then uh, Ronda Rousey took the old one two one two one two one two to the face, and then <laughs> Shevchenko is the closest fight since with this split decision. Um, speaking of Misha Tate, she's getting back in the mix and with UFC. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. That was an interesting story. Mm-hmm. To uh, I wonder hear- how. She says in three fights she expects to be able to fight for the belt. I wonder if that's if she has lost it since being out for so long. And two kids. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I'll be very curious how quickly she can get back to form, if at all. That was UFC 200 that they fought. And Jesus. That feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> it does. That was, that was five years ago. Wow. Yeah, wild. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I just want to see people fight. Just fight. No, enough of this contract disputes. So, that actually leads me to the next card because I really only care about one fight. Yeah. I'm happy people are actually fighting, like you said. And it's the two people that are probably the most feared in the division. Mm-hmm. And Charles Oliveira and Michael Chandler. Uh, I guess without giving away too much because we haven't made our official picks, how do you see it playing out if Charles Oliveira were to win and if Michael Chandler were to win? Way to throw me on the spot. I was thinking about this fight today because I was trying to come up with some picks before we started, and I just couldn't. Uh, I was hoping to feed off of your picks because <laughs> you got the uh-huh. hand. I didn't um, know you had uh, I'll tell you a little bit of how I feel about the fight. I, I uh, feel like Chandler 
is gonna win, but mm-hmm. that's just recency bias, I think, in my mm-hmm. mind. Uh, he's only got one UFC fight under his belt, but he was so dominant in Bellator that I could easily see a knockout. Yeah, so the interesting thing to me about the fight is, I mean, yes, Chandler knocked out Hooker and he beat him in striking, which is somebody that, which is something that nobody thought he could do against a really good striker like Dan Hooker. But Michael Chandler's true strength is his wrestling, as we all know. But is he really going to get down on the ground and wrestle with the the best submission artist in the UFC history? Like, I feel like that's such a gamble. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, Michael Chandler, is he going to stand up and really strike with Charles Oliveira? Because Oliveira has the most finishes in general, just knockout subs combined. He can knock you out. Um, I don't be, and also with Charles's, uh, his length, I think the striking would be an interesting way to go. So I'll be curious if Michael Chandler's wrestling is so elite that he can just stay on top of Oliveira and stay out of trouble and get him on a ground and pound type situation. But while doing so, I could easily see Charles Oliveira sneaking a sub out of that. So I'm really curious about this fight because I do think it's going to go to the ground at some point. And I'm curious whose game can dominate the others at, at that juncture. The other fight is Tony Ferguson and Dariush, but I'm not as excited for that fight because I think Ferguson's kind of washed up. Yeah, after last time. Yeah, I'm just after the last few fights I've seen Ferguson, there's just he seems to be done, so I'm not that excited about that fight. Yeah. I'm uh, just doing a quick uh, stat check here. So uh, Chandler has seven submission wins. Charles Oliveira has 19. So, <laughs> And I think it's interesting that Vegas put him as the odds favorite. But not by much. Not, no, no, I don't consider 130 or there. Actually, none of these fights, honestly. No, no one's above. No one's a 200. 200, mm-hmm. I consider a decent favorite. Yeah. Uh, none of them are that. So that's interesting. 130 is ba- minus yeah. 130 is basically, oh, we don't want to. Yeah. The, and the 120 for the Burgos Barboza fight basically means that one's even. So uh, it's interesting. The stats would say if it's going to be a knockout win, it's going to Chandler. If, if it's a submission win, it's going to Oliveira. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But every time you go off of the stats, it's probably going to be either Chandler with a submission or <laughs> Oliveira with a knockout. It's hard, too, because Oliveira on that eight-fight win streak, but Chandler also just being such a dominant champion for so long. Yeah. Like, he knows what it takes. And I think um, just learning more about Chandler, he's hungrier. Like, he really, really, really has been fighting his whole life to be a UFC champion. Like, he wants this so, so, so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm real curious what, he's be, he'll, what he'll be willing to go through to get the belt. And I think just about anything. Yeah. So it's hard to beat some, that kind of determination. So I, I love the matchup, honestly. And I have no idea what, who I'm going to pick once I pick. I love 50-50 fights. They're, it's more exciting. Yeah, exactly. Especially going into a, a, this is a title fight. so. Correct, right. Also for a title. So let's just say whoever wins this it doesn't really matter do you think they give the winner of connor poirier a shot 
I think if it's Poirier, you do. So let's say it is Poirier. Do we believe that the winner of this fight is truly the champion? I think if he faces Poirier, it's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> I still feel, to be honest, that Poirier is the true king of the division. Yeah. Uh, it's just he was willing to relinquish the belt to to fight for money. And yeah. I get that. At mm-hmm. this point in his career, I get it. Yes. What What do you get to prove... Except uh, how it's a huge, tra- I think it's a huge risk for Dustin. If Dustin gets knocked out, like his career is kind of at a stall. Yeah. Even if he loses a decision, like by a wide margin, if it's a close fight and he like loses a split decision, I don't think it does anything to him. But if he loses bad, it just ruins him. Yeah. But. I'm not saying he will. He seems to kind of have Connor's number from what I saw. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh it's not a sure thing, but it's pretty close as you can get in the UFC. The mm-hmm. way Connor's been lately. I mean, he he just cashed out, so he's still mm-hmm. living large. When you're not fighting for money, it's hard to get motivated, I think. I mean, and rightfully so. He's got other things going on too, family and all. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm. I'm just. Actually, this... If he loses, he's in a good position because if he loses to Poirier, he still has um, the Nate. Well, uh, we talked about he still has his name, so we talked about it earlier. Jake Paul, that's his dream fight. I think Connor could take that in a second and make a quick ten, fifteen million, maybe twenty million. Yeah. So uh, he has options if he were to lose. Mm-hmm. And that's a fight he could win. Yeah, he could beat Jake Paul, and then they could be calling for a Floyd Mayweather Connor rematch and make a whole another hundred million. Oh, you know God. who knows? Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> now you're just—it's way too late for you for this kind of talk. No. Um, I'm just looking over the next fight card after UFC 262. 263 is going to be in Arizona. We got Adesanya versus Marvin. Vittori, the second. Yeah, the rematch, right? Yeah. And then, is this the, yeah, this is the 125, so flyweight men's title going on, too. I didn't even realize we were still in those. And then you got Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. Decent card, Damian Maya versus Bella Muhammad. Mm Mm-hmm. And Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill. This is the June card, too. Normally, the June card's a little flat going into July because all the, the fights are happening in July. So, nice to see COVID hasn't shut that down. I need two good scores out of these next two cards. No, you, I always, no you don't. You're good. I always shoot for a 50 at half, so I have a chance at hitting 100. <laughs> I'm 13 points away, so I just need to, like, Lisa, seven. I just want to get over 40. I don't think I've ever gotten over 40. Or 50, something like that. I don't know. I got to do... I got to stick with my strategy. It worked well for the first... La- or 259 and 260, and then I went away with my strategy, and it got me nothing. Three points. 
That was actually a bad fight for all of us. The card? Yeah, 261. Yeah, a 5, a 3, a 3, a 3. Yeah, that's uh, not good. Yeah. That's why I really wanted that Nanama Yunus win, because it made that... I would have had 11 points. Because mm -hmm. Nama Yunus would have gotten me one if I were to pick her. And then, because I would have never picked a KO in the first. So let's just say I got Nama Yunus right. And then the five bonus. So that was like a six-point swing by not taking her. Yeah. All right. Anything else uh, sports-wise? I don't got anything. Who you think of? I don't want to talk about NASCAR without the uh, reigning champ here. Reigning chump. Uh, he's in. He's in last by a decent. Well, he's not in he's last. Not. Yeah, he's not. But he's he's saved by his two winners. That's yeah. His two weeklies happen <laughs> to be the winners. Yep. If it wasn't for the again, I'm getting screwed by my own ideas. Um, Do you finish watching the Marvel Disney Plus shows yet? No. No. I haven't even started Falcon Winter. Is it any good? I was honestly turned off by WandaVision. It was decent. I thought WandaVision was just average. It was decent. Are you, Is it, it better than WandaVision? It's it's more Marvel-y. How about that? Okay. There's more action. I saw there's a new trailer showing some more stuff. Uh, Angelina Jolie is apparently in one coming yeah, out. The Eternals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that comes out in November. Loki well, I better watch Falcon Winter Soldier before I get too far behind. Yeah, Loki comes out in June, June 9th. Yeah. Are we excited about that? I am. I like Loki. Mm. And I like the idea, too, because it's him time traveling. Is it going to be the first? It's going to be the first movie solely based on a villain, right? Not, it, it's not a movie. It's a TV show. Oh, it's going to be a TV show. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I thought uh, he had his own movie, and, and I was thinking... That's odd for Marvel to give a villain his show. And then July is Black Widow, finally. If it gets pushed back again, I'll sue. Uh, no, uh, it's not getting pushed back because they are doing the stupid $30 premium on Disney Plus if you want to watch it. Uh, Sorry, Marvel fans. I know Marvel gave a villain a movie, and they're giving him another one. I just had a mind fart. Venom. Two Does, is coming. Out. Doesn't count. That's not part of this MCU. <laughs> um, I was trying to ignore your comments. <laughs> um, and then what is after? I'm. There's just so much because of Corona that's going to be coming out this year that it's just like one giant ball and it can only go one at a time. Mm -hmm. But the hype Did video. You watch Mortal Kombat. Not yet. Me either. I heard it was Mortal Kombat plus story. So <laughs> I heard. So I was like, eh, I'll wait for it to come back to HBO. <laughs> I'm not that excited. King Kong kind of turned me off of watching all the premiere movies. Yeah, I heard. I heard King Kong was eh at best. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even watched the Stranger Things four trailer yet. Well, that one, it's dumb. It's just basically showing Ella at the beginning. 
of everything, mm-hmm. all the kids. And it's not even showing her, it's just showing the kids that there's more. Honestly, than... I don't mind if they do like an origins because I think I told you guys after season three, I've kinda I really loved that show when it first came out, and I even like season two. But season three now, after that, I just was like, okay, this is getting redundant. We're watching the same thing season after season after season. Yeah. So if they do an Origins, at least we're switching it up. And I'm okay with that. I'm done with... I just need to know what's what's Russia. (laughs) (laughs) Is is it part of Black Widow? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Yeah. I haven't had too many issues. I didn't mind WandaVision, especially the last episode of WandaVision. I think it all like kind of came together. No, yeah. yeah. Not to mention, I heard that uh, originally Doctor Strange was supposed to be part of it, and I don't know for Mm. one reason or another they didn't go that way. So, Mm. but I hear it's all setting up for the new Avengers. Well, it should be. That's like always their basis. Uh, well, wait until you see Falcon Winter Soldier. Because <laughs> there's another character that you'll get introduced that I believe is part of the young Avengers team. Are we getting a brand new Captain America? I heard we are. I am not at liberty to discuss this with people that oh. haven't watched the show. All right. <laughs> I'll watch it. I'll re- How many? Is, is it like not many episodes like WandaVision? I think it's like six, but they're yeah, like right. 40 I'll, minutes I'll long. Yeah. yeah, I can still rip through six. So, uh, other than that, just excited for Marvel movies. Uh, the Sounders are kicking ass again. Yeah. I heard the Kraken's official too. Officially in the NHL, they finished paying their expansion fees. And they poured the concrete for the ice, so nice. stadium is getting closer to being done. I liked one comment I heard. Uh, yeah, one of my daily podcasts were talking about the NHL playoffs that are about to begin, and they were like, oh, and everyone's super excited about the Kraken starting in Seattle and blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, at the very end, it's like, Seattle's so excited, and then until – they introduce the next NBA team, and that's when they'll lose yeah. interest. <laughs> yeah. But that's one thing uh, Seattle's good, good at. I, I think they're very true to their team town. Like, you can't drive anywhere without seeing stupid 12 flag because mm-hmm. apparently they think they created it, even though they didn't. Uh, yeah, fun. Uh, other than that, just, yeah, it's time for the summer. Well, I'll be ready to get our, uh, our third member on and maybe discuss some more of the NFL stuff that'll be happening over the next, you know, news is going to break. We can discuss the schedule release, some games looking forward to. So excited to figure out which weeks are going to be the more exciting weeks. Yeah. So. Um, then before you know it, we're all going to be talking fantasy football again. Ooh, yeah. I got to gotta start working on my coding because I found a book that is um, Learn to Code. It's a different type of coding, but it involves fantasy football. So it's like, ooh, hmm. if, if I can code to learn stats and stuff, mm-hmm. 
get the insider yeah. edge. Yeah. The description of the book was this even see tendencies in the opponents too, so mm. maybe maybe I can take that and shove it up Matt's pipe. See uh uh, we'll, we'll talk later. Uh, <laughs> is he ever going to come back on the podcast? Uh, we'll see. We'll leave it on that then. I guess we'll see uh, you next time on We Might Know Sports. Always cool.